Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry. I'm just curious, have you ever heard of the saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch? Well, I think that's true. <laughs> and in these days where people are giving out participation awards and you're just getting a reward for showing up, it's kind of a hollow victory. So we're gonna talk about ownership, like actually doing the work and putting in the time to better yourself, to better your life. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. You know, this week on Instagram, I saw this post of this adorable panda bear. And she was just laying on her back. <laughs> she was munching on the bamboo that they had given her. And oh my gosh, she was just laying there and she didn't care <laughs> who was looking at her. She was just all into eating her bamboo and enjoying every single crunch <laughs> of it. And it got me thinking, wow, she completely owned the fact that she was a panda bear. She was very comfortable in her own skin. And she was all about enjoying every single second of being a panda bear. And so often we do not enjoy where we are in life. We don't enjoy anything that we're doing. We are so self-conscious about how we look, about who sees us and what they think about us. And man, what an example of pure joy that Panda was. So this week on the Ensemble Joy podcast, I talk about ownership and how there's no such thing as a free lunch, how you can completely own and enjoy your life. Because just like that panda bear, you were made to enjoy your life, to be very happy in your own skin and not worried about what other people think, not worried about what other people feel about you. And you are meant to be completely free, to live to the fullest, to embrace everything that God has rescued and redeemed you from and blessed you too. You know, years ago when I was doing missions work, we learned about this topic of ownership. And in those days, it was a big thing to give money so that people could go and start wells. And it's still going on today. You have all these mission organizations and these people that are wanting to do things to help others and to help the less fortunate. Nobody likes seeing pictures or videos of women and children carrying these giant basins of water on their heads or with a stick over their arms and a big bucket on either end. It's just unthinkable to have to live that way. We in the Western world are so privileged to have running water. We are so blessed in this nation to have municipalities that are set up so that we have running water, we have sewage and waste disposal, we have electricity. And 
not so many people are as blessed as we are. These third world countries, they do need our help. But unfortunately, so many organizations have started a well for people and set everything up and got water running and then the well breaks. And instead of fixing the well, the people go back to drinking dirty water, walking miles and spending a good portion of their day just going to get water. Why is this? Well, there's a thing called ownership. And one of the principles that the mission organization that I was with had set forth was having there be some ownership to the projects that we were starting, whether that was a fish farm or a well or whatever it was that we were doing to help the people of these nations, we would always have them partner with us. This did a couple things. It gave them pride in the work that they had accomplished. And it caused them to know, one, how the well worked. If you help build it, then you know how it works. And if it's broken, then you know how to fix it. The other thing that we would do is we would ask these communities to put forth some money or purchase some of the parts that were going to go into the well or into the project that we were building. It gave them the sense of ownership. And when the well or whatever broke, because inevitably something would break, something would need to be repaired, something would wear out, the community then owned that thing. And so they were interested in getting it fixed. So not only do they know how to fix it, they were interested in it because they had put their money into purchasing part of the project. That's the way it is in so many things in life. These days, it's really unfortunate that we have this mentality that nobody can be disappointed, that nobody can feel like they didn't win. Kids are even given awards for just participation these days. It's a whole victory. It's hollow because there's no effort. There's no grit. There's no determination or anything that goes into achieving that. I remember days of being on the swim team and our coach yelling, dig deep. And I think about that often these days. I think about the things that I have had to endure, the late nights of studying, the times of being a single mom and having to work overtime and skimp and go without so that my kids could have things so that I could spend time with them, so that I could have X, Y, and Z to care for my kids, to provide for them. That digging deep, that realizing that you're more than just what is handed to you. So many times when we face adversity, when bad things happen to us, we can really start to feel like a victim. We can feel like we have no say in what happens to us. And the thing is that that's not true. We all have the ability to stop and say, this is not how the story ends. This is not the end of my story. 
this is just the beginning. And what I found when I was going through things that I've gone through, I've had to endure. I've had, you know, a child that almost died and had to have open heart surgery. I've had a husband that was a drug addict and just after years of struggling and seeing him get clean to have him go back to it and then become abusive and end up homeless with my kids. And I've had to dig deep. And what I had to dig deep into was not just my own ability, not just my determination, but I had to dig deep and I had to have my roots deep down in God. Colossians 2, 7 says, let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and becoming strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. I look back at my life and the things that I've accomplished and the things that I've gone through, and I can truly say, if it wasn't for the Lord, I don't know where I'd be. I had to lean into him. He was my heart. <laughs> Sometimes I had to wrestle with him over, Lord, why are we in this situation? And why aren't you answering my prayer the way I think you should? And why are things just so hard right now? He was my rock. He was my strength. I had to draw up nourishment from him. But you know what? Looking back, I would not change those days for anything. Having those hard times and struggling through and coming out the other side helped me to grow in my faith in Christ. It helped me to realize that I could be and do all things through Christ who gave me strength. You see, it wasn't up to me to raise my kids to get through. It was really up to me trusting in God to help me through. Now, I know you've heard the saying, we just mentioned it, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And I think that's really true. Handouts and freebies, although they might be tempting and they might seem easy and they might seem at the moment gratifying, but they come with a price. These participation awards that they're handing out these days, they come with a price. They come with the price of weakening your character. These kids, these people that have these participation awards, and they don't know what they're made of. It's almost as if they've been cheated out of learning a very valuable life lesson that life isn't always fair and sometimes things aren't always easy and those people that work hard tend to end up getting rewarded for their hard work. And it's really kind of concerning to think about how are these people going to really know how to handle things when it's not easy, when things aren't just handed to you? 
how will they know how to cope? And right now, in this day and age, we have this pandemic of people that don't know how to cope with things. We have just gone through this time of COVID and everything else, and it really showed that we can't handle much of anything. People just kind of crumbled underneath the weight of everything. And, and it's not to blame anybody, but Ben kind of had a cushy life. <laughs> we really haven't learned how to dig deep and lean into the hard and find our true roots in Christ. I think about the generations that have gone before us and the things that they have faced. Talk about true grit. Their generation went through the Great Depression and the Dust Bowls and the First and Second World Wars and then Missile Crises and the Cold War and <laughs> you name it. There's a lot of stuff. This new generation, they seem to have missed out on those character building opportunities. So what do you do? How do you go about that? I am just in awe of my fiance. He is so consistent. He is incredible about having a regimented day and having his readings that he does every day and his things that he does to renew his mind and to exercise every day. And he is just so consistent. But you know what? That takes a lot of true grit. It takes a lot of discipline, being able to put aside things that you might want to do and basically work before play, getting things in order, putting your priorities in order so that you can accomplish something, so that at the end of the day, you have bettered yourself in your situation. At the end of the day, you've gotten to know God more. And I think that is where it all begins. You can't just take a pill and get better. I had a patient this week and it was so crazy. She was given a new, she was given a new medication to take for her hypertension, her high blood pressure. Well, she didn't start taking her medication and she showed up back into the office a few days later complaining that her blood pressure was high. <laughs> and when we asked her why she didn't take her blood pressure medication, she said, well, I knew it was going to make me go to the bathroom more and I didn't want to be inconvenienced. And so I was just kind of dumbfounded like, uh, well, you got yourself into the situation where your blood pressure is high this lady was overweight and she wasn't eating right and she was smoking and all these things that lead to hypertension. <laughs> and she just wanted a pill that she could take and she wouldn't be inconvenienced by it disrupting her life at all. She wanted something for nothing. She wanted a free lunch. Well, she could have been given yet a different pill but ultimately, she needed to get the extra fluid off of her. And so that meant she was going to have to go to the bathroom more often. 
And if she didn't take her health seriously and take ownership of it, she'd end up in a worse situation than she was. You see, when we get these free lunches, we try to bypass the hard and not have any kind of ownership in whatever it is, whether it's our health or our finances or um, raising our kids or training our dog, whatever it is in life, there is a sacrifice that has to be made. There are things that you have to do with consistency and you have to put forth the effort if you're going to want a good outcome. That being said, not all the time will you get an instant result that you will like. Sometimes it takes years. It takes years of eating right, exercising, and taking care of your body, avoiding smoking and drinking to excess and on and on and on before you will see the benefits. There will be some short-term benefits, but wow, the difference that I see in patients that are active and moving and care about their eating and their alcohol consumption and whether they smoke or not, and the people that don't care about that stuff, wow, it is unbelievable. You would not realize how much of a difference just some simple everyday things do to changing your health. For instance, like stress relief and stress management, that alone can extend your lifespan. I just wrote this verse down and I thought it was so interesting. It says, a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. Wow, <laughs> that seems like it's a new news flash because it's in everything you see these days. They're talking about calmness of mind and how relaxation and meditation is so helpful to your well-being. Well, it's old news. <laughs> we just seem to forget about things from time to time. Solomon wrote that in Proverbs 14.30 many thousands of years ago. So what do you do to begin that journey of leaning into the hard to making those steps towards health and well-being? It is an everyday effort. There's no magic pill. There's no free lunch. You have to take ownership. Ownership of your health, ownership of your life, ownership of your choices. So often we can get into the blame game and allow ourselves to be a victim. I say allow because I mean allow. There's a saying that says you deserve what you put up with. And it is so true. When you stand up to whatever it is in your life and you say no more, you turn those tables around. You're no longer the victim. You're no longer the one that is just settling with whatever this life has handed you. You are taking ownership. You are realizing that there's possibilities that 
you are able to do more. And when you lean into the heart, when you lean into God, and you draw your nourishment and your strength from him, there is nothing impossible. I love how in Jeremiah 32, verse 17, it says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard or too wonderful for you. We can lean into him. We can draw our strength from him. Nothing is too hard for him. When we align ourselves with his will for our lives, when we align ourselves with the truth of God's word about who he says we are, then nothing is impossible for us. When we take ownership, when we make no more excuses and we don't pass the buck anymore, we are able to be decisive, to abstain from blaming others, and we take responsibility. We take responsibility for our lives. How freeing that is. How exciting that is that you have within you God and his power equipping you to do and be all that he has for you to be. I know it sounds like an army commercial, but <laughs> you can be all that you were created to be. I was just praying this week, Lord, let me experience all that you sacrifice on the cross for me to be. I don't want to miss out on anything that Jesus died for. He died for our health. He died for our healing. He died for our soundness of mind. Not only did he die for us to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father, but he died that we might have an abundant life. He opened up that floodgate of blessing that God has promised for us. But unless you are willing to step out of the boat like Peter did and walk on that water, you will never know what's possible. If you stay in your comfort zone, which might be that you're not open changing your life or changing your health, if you stay in the safety zone and just are a spectator of what's happening in your life instead of an active player in the game of life, then you'll just sit on the sidelines and watch everything go by. It's safe there. There's no chance of injury unless a fly ball <laughs> hits you. But you're not able to realize what you are actually capable of achieving. You'll never know what God has created for you to do. You will never know what you are made of. <laughs> so many of these stories that they turn into movies are all about these underdogs that overcome incredible obstacles and get the victor's crown. What does that mean for you? Are you just settling to sit on the sidelines of life? Or are you going to take ownership? Are you going to get in the game and say, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and watch my team lose. I'm not going to just sit here and be a victim of what I've had done to me, of what I've done to myself. 
Maybe it's your own poor choices that have gotten you to this point in your life. Maybe you need to say, I take ownership of that and I am turning this around. Anytime we start something new, anytime we try to instill a new habit in our lives or change things that have always been the way they've been, there's going to be some pushback. It's going to be uncomfortable. So what do you do? Do you give in and just give up? Nope. (laughs) You dig deep. You lean into the hard. You find your strength in Christ. And you make a determination that you're not going to let this beat you. All those years ago when I was going through everything I could have gone through possible with my ex-husband and my babies being sick and I could have given up. I could have just walked away, but I really felt like I was supposed to stay. I felt like I had a purpose there. And maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to know that you weren't made to be mediocre. You weren't made to just sit on the sidelines of life and watch things pass you by. God has great plans for you. And I don't think you're going to accomplish that just sitting there. So... What do you do? How do you start? Number one, make a choice. Make a choice to change. Make a choice that this is not going to be how it's going to be from now on. And set a goal. But you know what? A goal without a plan is just a wish. I heard a pastor say one time, Are you going to have a wishbone or are you going to have a backbone? Because (laughs) you can just have a wishbone as much as you want and you're not going to accomplish anything. It's going to take some backbone. And once you have that goal in mind, start making some small steps. Write out a plan of how you're going to get there and how it's going to look each step of the way. Like I said, you have to lean into the hard. You are made for so much more, but you'll never know your limits until you take the first step. So I encourage you this week to dust off those ambitions and make a goal. Dream again about what you want your life to look like, what you want your health to look like, what you want your family to look like. And don't be discouraged. God has great plans for you. The road might not be easy. It might take a lot of effort. It might take a ton of consistency. But in the end, with God's help, you will wear the victor's crown. Be blessed. Have you looked at your power bill lately? I had no idea, but consumer energy's prices have gone up 40% in the last three years. It's pretty scary when you think about it. Who knows what the ceiling is going to be in energy costs? And that's why I want to encourage you to reach out to Solar Grids Grown Rapids. This company has been around for over 13 years, and they are providing homeowners and businesses with solar grids so that they can then supplement the amount of electricity that they use and in some cases actually sell it back to the electric company. 
once you have your solar grids installed, you can lock in your electricity rates for the next 25 years. That's a huge savings if you think about it. And there are also incentives to have solar grids installed in your home. Up to 30% of tax rebates. Wow, those are some big numbers. So reach out to Solar Grids Grand Rapids today at solargridsgrandrapids.com and ask them for a free consultation. They'll be happy to go over your current electricity bill with you and see if Solar Grids is a good fit for you. Solar Grids Grand Rapids not only services the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, but all of Michigan and actually the entire U.S. So no matter where you live, give them a call. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The more that we get the word out, the more we can spread that joy and make a difference in our world. Thanks for joining in.